listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 327. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the, as we're recording this and only right now, shirtless, John Brownstone. Yeah. I think there are several podcast listeners who would be very sad to know that you are shirtless, but they cannot see it. Mm. I know. And, Sorry. And we will not do a YouTube after dark where JB just walks around shirtless. No. But, you know, I'd sell that as a Patreon perk. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all know I would. I know you would. Hey, hey, men's nipples don't offend the 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 censors, so we yeah. can get away with it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> this week, we're talking about sharing your stresses and burdens with your partner in a power exchange relationship. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will always fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, we're able to do whatever the hell this is on the internet, uh, in large part because of our kinky patrons. And we are grateful for every fucking one of you. Absolutely. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into the topic, is anybody surprised? Uh, there's an announcement, but it's a it's a, an announcement that makes me super happy. Are you turning on the fan? Yes, trying to. Oh, yeah, you, you did seem to be struggling there with mm. buttons. Are buttons difficult today? I'm, I thought you were a button pusher from way back. <laughs> I said it first. I said it first. <laughs> yeah, I see on YouTube, everybody saw you be about to say it, and I just slid right in there. <laughs> Yeah, podcast listeners know what you were about to say. And I still just snatched that thunder. It was delightful. It was delightful. Look, I'm just trying to keep myself awakened from crying. So I'm going to do what I need to do. And if that means that I'm a, t- a tiny bit sassy, well, just a tiny bit. Just a, a little and a bit, bit. I feel so sorry for new people. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? This is how it is. A little bit sassy. So you can't you can't hurt me yet because I'm already hurting and you don't want to break your toys. <laughs> Can I go into the announcements now? You My better start. Is the luckiest giving start. me. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the announcement for this week is a delightful one. Uh, for podcast listeners, the. Uh, the first day you'll be able to hear this is the last day of this thing, and I apologize for that. Uh, the Kinkery celebrated two years of existence last Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, JB and I are celebrating five years of being legally married this Friday the 28th, and it is five years. I, I had to go check what year we got married. I believe it's five years. Somebody can correct me. I might still be wrong. Uh, the Wood anniversary, by the way. Um, and of which I kept pointing out to her. I have plenty of that. Yeah, I know. Uh, in all the ways, I know. Um, and so we've been running an anniversary sale at the Kinkery, mm-hmm. thekinkery.com. Uh, as of recording the day uh, of the live stream and through Friday, the day this episode goes live, 
Uh, if you use the code, all one word, two years with an S on the end, two years, uh, you'll save 10% off at the kinkery, thekinkery.com. Um, if you happen to be a member of our, our Patreon, you actually have a much better discount that works year round. You don't have to worry about dates or anything. Um, if you needed an incentive to join Patreon, but yes, we, we've done, gone through a restock. We had to change a payment processor like five minutes before our two year anniversary. Uh, (laughs) um, and it ended up working out wonderfully that the two anniversaries are a week apart. And so once Mm -hmm. the shop was back up and operational and restocked, which it's, it's dwindling now you're, I need you to, I need to restock again, please. And thank you, daddy. Um, (laughs) I was like, yes, this is an anniversary sale to celebrate the whole anniversary all the anniversaries everything all the things now one thing that kayla did not mention Mm -hmm. which i feel is my duty to to talk about this Mm. sunday this coming sunday oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) this coming sunday as of recording this is Kayla's birthday. Two days after our wedding anniversary. Yeah. Man, October is like our high energy month. Mm-hmm. We do mm-hmm. all the things in October. So, you know, please, by all means, reach out and and wish her a happy birthday. You don't have to. It's okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Nobody has yes. to. You can't, you can't dom everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> Yeah, my birthday's a Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, by all means, feel free to reach out and wish her a very happy birthday. Uh, will I respond in a timely fashion? No, no, I won't. I just, I want to manage expectations. <laughs> I'm, I'm for shit at that. Uh, even when I'm not overwhelmed, I'm for shit at that. Um, so, uh, Andre asked in the live chat, the, um, yes, our payment processor got fixed on mm-hmm. Friday night. About 15 minutes before we did our monthly live stream Friday night, I was getting the email that said, oh, you've been approved for the payment processor. And I was trying to turn it on untested. I stopped myself, reached out to our tech person who's amazing, love you, Michael. Um, and he he's six hours, yes, yeah, six hours, five hours. Mm-hmm. He's in the UK, he's ahead of us in terms of time. So while I was still sleeping, he tested it for me. By the time I woke up, he was like, you're good to go, you're fine. <laughs> and then I started telling everybody we were having a sale. So thekinkery.com, the code is two years with an S on the end, all one word. And it works if you spell out the word two or you use the number two, I did that on purpose. Cause I figured some people would remember two years, but they might not remember which type of two. So. It works either way. Uh, thekinkery.com. Um, and if some things seem to be in low stock, don't worry, we are actively right now, like working really hard to restock uh, and to keep restocking. What are words? I don't know. That's the long winded, so chaotic, why am I in charge of marketing announcement about thekinkery.com. The link is in the places. Okay. Okay. Topic for this week is about sharing burdens and stresses with your partner in a power exchange. Um, I sectioned this off to attempt to be uh, organized and maybe not concise. No, 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 but clear. Can't be concise, but it can be clear. So I wanna start first of where the inspiration for this came from. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was last week, last week in general. This one's pulled straight from the headlines of our life. 
mentioned it for like just a couple of moments in the people pleasing episode about how I'd had to finally sit down with you and Mm -hmm. like lay out our financial situation in a way that I had not um, because I could not do it alone anymore. Um, And that was sort of the people pleasing part of me, but there's other things there and how difficult it was to know that I was handing you what is actually mutual stress. It's not just mine to Mm -hmm. carry around. And over the past week, I've been thinking about that and thinking about how that's a habit of mine. And part of that is service submission in my mind, a little twisted and warped. And part of it is people pleasing and part of it is a lot of other things. So it's like, because it's not just people pleasing and because if it happens to us, I know it happens to other people. Let's talk about it. So that's where the inspiration for the episode came from. Now, mm-hmm. let's start first by what we mean by burdens and stresses. Um, because first of all, I think the term burden has a very negative connotation. I know way too many people who refer to themselves as burdens. People are not burdens. Sometimes the shit we gotta carry through life with us is the burden, mm-hmm. but you as an individual are never a burden. And what I mean, and then if you think something different, please please tell me what okay. you think. The way I look at what I'm talking about here with burdens and stresses and your power exchange are the hard things about life that we kind of have to get through, get over, deal with, figure out that cause stress or angst or pain or are just difficult. So. In our most immediate case, it was money. It is still money. Um, Sometimes it's my mental health. I feel like that is a burden that I don't want to lay on top of anybody else's burdens. Um, And sometimes it's physical health. Right, and somebody sometimes doesn't wanna ask for help because he thinks he's the burden. Let me remind you, people are not burdens. The things we go through can be a burden or a stress. Those, that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, I think that, Um, while this may feel like it applies more to long-term, um, committed power exchange relationships, I think some of this can apply to not the the casual stuff, but the, the kind of power exchange that maybe you have other partners, you don't come together very often, or you're only in a power exchange on a certain level and it doesn't go, let me air quote this because it's, it's not the right term, but it's the only words that are coming to mind as deep. Be careful with that because depth is different for all of us, but it's not like raising children, paying for a mortgage together level power exchange. I think this still can apply. It just applies differently. Um, I think we all, when we are in a relationship with another human being, whatever that means, platonic, sexual, romantic, doesn't matter. There could easily be times where we think the things we're going through would be a burden. And then we may think, I don't want to share that burden. And sometimes maybe you don't wanna share that burden and that's like the exact right answer. But sometimes what you need to do is share that burden and that hopefully we'll kind of explore the whys and whens and all Mm -hmm. that from our personal perspective and what we've gone through, which your mileage will always vary. Um, so I thought about some of the reasons why it would be difficult to share those things. Uh, uh, 
that are, you're going through that are on your mind that are worrying you that are keeping you up at night that are preventing you from doing the things you want to be doing like whatever like however you're going to define your burden or your stress right so we talked about it last week people pleasing mm -hmm. i don't want you to be unhappy i want to be the source of your happiness Ooh, that's that's loaded but there there we are <laughs> um and so if i tell you this thing that is negative i'm going to make you unhappy and now i have to like curl up into a little ball and die in the corner because I have made you unhappy, right? People pleasing. We did that last week. Um, there's your past experiences. If you've had past interactions with any other human being that taught you on some level that you should not tell people the hard thing, the thing you're going through because they reject you for it or they can't handle it or they lose their shit, of course you're going to <laughs> go, mm, maybe I shouldn't share with the next person. Absolutely been there, done that. <laughs> got the t-shirt uh i'm sure you've been through that as i know you've been through that it took yeah. you forever to even this wasn't even a burden this was just a fact of who you are it took you forever to come out to me because when your former wife found out you were kinky she freaked the fuck out you were like well yeah. i'm not telling no and that was a good thing that wasn't even a negative thing that wasn't even a stressful thing necessarily right it was just a part of who you are i mean that's understandable relatable I think many of us have that experience. Mm -hmm. um, this one, and we're gonna think Dom here, and yes, I think this is really common, but this is a people thing too. The need to appear strong. Yeah, there, there is that, you know, as the, the leader in the relationship, you're supposed to, you know, be the, there's a perception that you're supposed to be the strong one and you don't falter. Um, and, and kind of adding to that too, you know, at, le at least for me, from my personal experience from this most recent time, um, I know you were carrying a lot on your shoulders already. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel that it was that, that I should drop something else on you, especially when I wasn't quite clear what was going on with me. And... Not that that makes any sense, but you it know. It usually doesn't in the light of day, like when you take it out and you go, okay, let's actually pick this apart. It doesn't, but in your head at the time when you, whatever whatever reasoning you're using for why you should not relay that there's something going on to a mm -hmm. partner. Yeah, it, it feels like it makes sense at the time. It always makes yeah. sense at the moment and not, and not later when right. you have to think about it and mm -hmm. analyze it. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, here's the thing. I am your submissive. I am by the the way our relationship is set up, I'm supposed to sort of bend to your will on some levels. And yet even I think it's important, or quote that, because it's not necessarily to appear strong because you depend on me. You depend on me as your partner, but you depend on me mm -hmm. as the person who takes care of certain things in your life. And if I overwhelm you with what's going on with me, you may not think I'm capable of that anymore. I mean, and I've had those kinds of conversations in the past with people I've known where I'm like, let me tell you where I'm struggling and that things are not going well. And for whatever reason, what they take away from that is, oh, you can't do any of the things. And I'm like, actually, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I could use a little help or relief or I just needed to say this thing and get it out of my head. So it's <laughs> out there in the world, like I'm not the only one thinking about it. Um, and I've always sort of admired about myself that I tend to be pretty strong. I don't know why, I, I, I'm i pretty sure that's 
the childhood talking and mm, I should work that out in therapy. But um, <laughs> so even I don't want you to think that I'm not capable of handling things. Your dog is barking. Yes, I hear. Um, we talked about this a little bit because of past experiences, but if you're not sure it's safe to share the thing on your mind, of course you're not going to. Um, and if you don't think you're safe to, to tell the other person you know, about the worries or the situations or the things you're going through, then please don't because safety is is key. And if you f- don't feel safe, sometimes that's bad tapes and bad past experiences um, interfering, but sometimes that's some intuitive little voice in your, in your body and your brain, or it's your very real reality saying, no, 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 I'm not safe. So don't be afraid to listen to that voice. Um, but also I know from from my own experience until trust is established, I don't feel safe to share anything. I'm very hesitant to share anything because I don't feel safe because the trust is not there. But once the trust is there, then sometimes you have to take that leap of faith and find out if it's safe or not. And then there's the classic, that's why I use the word burden and then we tried to give context to what we mean by burden. The people who will say, well, I don't want to be a burden. And let me reiterate, people are not burdens. <laughs> the <laughs> shit we go through can absolutely be burdensome, okay? Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming, it can be a lot, it can be stressful, it can be all those things. You as a human being are not a burden, okay? I, I get the talk, I don't wanna be a burden. I've had, I had had the talk with you, I had the talk, I think I've talked about this before, with my aunt who, um, with all of the health issues and chronic conditions she faces um, and deals with and how it's impacted her life, still does not like to refer to herself um, as either a person with disabilities or a disabled person, like whichever way other people like to use that term. She just does not think of herself that way. And that's fine, I'm not gonna force it on her, Mm -hmm. but there are realities when you have physical limitations, right? And it's, so she'll say to me, I don't wanna ask, this is the conversation we got into. I'm gonna relay it back to my dom in a second, but this is what comes to mind when I think of this. We were at an airport together and she could barely walk. And she said, well, I don't wanna ask for a wheelchair. I, I'll be a burden. I said, first of all, people in a wheelchair are not a fucking burden. Second of all, which is more burdensome? terrified you're about to fall and I'm gonna have to like take you to a a hospital and they're gonna call EMT because you fell out (laughs) or taking five minutes to ask the lovely people who work here for a thing they already have. And when I laid it out to her like that, she went, okay, I'll get a wheelchair. I was like, you don't be a hero for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at you because you need some assistance. That's not the burden. (laughs) Right now, the burden is worrying about you. So let me swivel (laughs) to our more recent thing. When JB was like, I don't wanna be a burden. I'm like, here's what's a burden. What's a burden is watching you do too much and you hurt yourself again. And now you're set back another month. If we go and talk about burdens, that's the burden. Mm -hmm. The burden is not the fact that you're hurt. The burden is the worry about it. The burden is the shifting and burden is not the worst thing that can happen to somebody. You being hurt, and so I am, air quote, that's burdened with taking care of you, that's that's not the worst thing that can ever mm-hmm. happen to us. I, I don't want it to happen because I want you to be healthy and whole, of course. I want you to not be in pain, of course. But I, I'm, I'm your person. 
Okay. Uh, when when we got together as Dom Sub, when we got together in a relationship, when you became one of my best friends, and fucker, you are stuck with me as a best friend. And then when we actually exchanged the vows that made us legally together, that's the package deal. That's part of it. Right? Mm-hmm. So you are not a burden. This is what we do for one another. The burden yeah. is the worry. The burden is the I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed. The the wishing I, that you didn't need the help. But it comes back to the person's not the burden. You're not True. the burden. But if I watch you do something foolish where you could easily hurt yourself again, <laughs> now that's a burden and now I'm pissed. <laughs> 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 that will not be true for everybody. Your mileage will vary, as always. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the sharing of burdens. Mm. Okay. So maybe I've lectured you enough at this point out there <laughs> in the world that you're like, yes, I, I should share what's on my mind more. We are going to get into specific examples, right? Mm-hmm. I should share what's going on with me. I should, you know, ask for help or allow a person I trust and feel safe with to help me if they're offering. Yes, okay, so maybe, (laughs) this is a thing I've had to work through. Expectation management for sharing those burdens. Now, I think there's two sides to this, okay? Because there's the, you're gonna be the person who's maybe sharing those burdens, sitting down in the middle of our backyard to go, we have to talk about finances (laughs) here, uh, while covered in sawdust. (laughs) It was literally, literally. Then there's the person who, because the thing is, is there's the person who's afraid to say the thing. And then there's the partner who's afraid to hear the thing, right? And I think that the not wanting to hear a thing can be a sign of an incompatibility and that's not the right partner for you. But I also think it can be, if if the relationship is generally good, but they just don't handle, air quote this word, this phrase, bad news, well, I think that's a place for communication because maybe they're a a shit partner for you and and they need to go, but maybe they think there's, they have expectations of what that means. Either they have to do something, they have to be something, they have to say the right words and they feel overwhelmed by it. And so instead of just like owning that and using their, you know, grown up language and communication skills to go, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed by this, I don't know what to do. They, whatever. Now, I don't, I, I have empathy for those folks. Um, also, some of those folks are fixers. We've done that episode. And yeah. that if that's not what you're looking for, that's annoying. But sometimes they think they're supposed to. And then we're back to managing expectations, right? So, <laughs> sometimes the com- first conversation is not the sharing of the burden. It's the let's set expectations here. Hey, I need to tell you something that has been on my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't need solutions. I just need you to listen. Or I'd love a solution, but I'd like to tell you, and then I'd like you to like go away and think about it. Like I'm not looking for like a quick fix right here. Or I'm nervous about telling you because I'm afraid of how you're gonna respond. Can I just tell you, and you don't even have to really respond. Just, you know, I just need to get this out. Those are the ways I have set, tried to manage expectations for what you're about to hear. You're really good mm-hmm. at that too. You'll sometimes go, I gotta tell you a thing. Try not to freak out. I don't need you to do anything right, right now. And I go, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, I can do this. Or you'll go, 
I need you to put your thinking cap on for this one. I'm not, I'm running out of ideas for solutions. And then we talk through a thing. Um, I think those kinds of conversations should give the other person who's going to be on the, the hearing end of it to be able to go to ask questions. Like if, if you're not saying that to begin with, do you, do you need solutions? Mm-hmm. Do you need an empathetic ear? Are you just yeah. going to need a hug? Do you need me to get angry with you? Like I'll go, I'll be honest. Sometimes when I need to tell you something stressful, what mm-hmm. I want more than anything, I don't want to fix I know it can't go away, even though I love to engage in magical thinking and think that maybe by telling somebody else, it'll just go away. Uh, also by not telling anybody, sometimes it'll go away. That neither is true. <laughs> what I w- sometimes want to hear is that that is the most awful thing I can imagine you going through. How how have you managed your amazing? Like sometimes that's what I want to hear. Or some, <laughs> I don't know how to express that necessarily. Um, sometimes what I really want is just sympathy. I want somebody else to go, God, fuck, that is yeah. hard. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. And I can go, okay, I'm, I'm not the only one who thinks that sucks. Let's keep moving forward. Right. right. Um, it is impossible to just know what your partner who's about to tell you something needs to hear. That's, I can't even always know what you need to hear. So True. I think that if you're on the receiving end of somebody finally opening up and sharing a stress, sharing a burden, talking about the hard thing. I think you just ask, what do you need from me? What can I, what can I do? And we've talked about that in the past. You know, a a lot of it goes back to, you know, before a conversation, you know, ask, you know, do you need advice? Do you just need an an ear to, to chew on, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or do you need commiseration? Right. You know, and I'll be honest, sometimes I've said, I don't know what I need. I just need to not carry this around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had our, and we'll get into our own specific, like our, we'll make it a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get into yeah. that in a minute. But the last week when we were talking about money, I was like, I don't even, I, I said, I know what I think you think I'm asking for. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not asking for that, uh, but I am asking for solutions that I haven't come up with yet. And then when you came up with a solution this week, you were like, I've come up with a solution to our problem. You will not argue with me. He used the Dom voice. Uh, this is the benefit sometimes of being the big D. He just went, I don't I don't want any argument. Right. I've thought I about I don't, it. I don't want to hear anything one way or the other about it. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do and I just want you to do it. And from a power exchange perspective, as long as it's not like, violating a boundary or a hard limit or just mm-hmm. something that you're like, wait, I cannot get on board with that. I mean, those kinds of things. In that case, this was exactly what I had asked for and I was getting it. <laughs> and it made me sad because it was a solution I had wanted to avoid, but also it was this huge sense of relief. We'll get into the details. We're yeah. being very vague. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that sometimes you can have a, it's like a pregame conversation of, mm. I got to talk to you about a thing that's on my mind. I don't need this, or I do need that, or, you know, or especially if you worry that maybe, and I hate, I hate to put it this way, because I think too many of us walk around because we think we're burdens. We already want to couch anything we're about to say with, I don't want this to overwhelm you, right? 
But I also think that it's not a bad idea to realize that if something overwhelms you, it could very easily overwhelm your partner. And I think that's just sort of a sign mm-hmm. of respect to go, this might seem overwhelming and that's not what I'm trying to do. And I, like, I'm not trying to ask you to fix my problem. Maybe I'm just, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts or I just, I need to share this with somebody yeah. or, you know, you told me all, umpteen months ago, I needed to tell you what was going on with me and here I am doing it. And so just, I just need you to listen. like. If you can think about what it is you really want or need from your partner, tell them. But if your partner's not telling you, don't assume, ask them. And that we've, like we said, we've done that. We've talked about that in every episode we've ever done on communication. We are still practicing it. We we don't always get it right. We jump to conclusions, especially the longer you've been with somebody, you, mm-hmm. you have a, enough past experiences to go, aha, this moment is like that moment. And in that moment, this is what they needed. So I'll just give that to them. And sometimes that's not what we need. <laughs> we need something different. Um, so the types of things uh, I, that you share, I think might will be different based on your relationship. True. We are married, own a business together, have a mortgage together, raising children together. I've kind of got to tell you everything. I mean, I guess I don't have to, I choose to, right. and vice versa. You need mm-hmm. to tell me what's going on with you. If we, when we, not even if, when we were long distance, especially early days, I told you a lot of stuff. It was part of, we learned to trust part, one another. Right. But I didn't tell you everything. No. I mean, I don't I don't know how long it took before I was like, I've got $5 in the bank account to last me for two weeks. And I don't know. Like, that was not that was not the first time I shared an overwhelming thing with you. Right. Because we weren't there yet. And right. in some relationships, you may never get there. They are your dom or your sub in very specific situations. And outside of that, you don't really interact. You don't share much. My thought would be if a thing you're going through, a stressor, a problem, a situation or whatever is going to impact your relationship with that person to the extent that you are comfortable and that they have proven themselves safe to talk to, you need to tell them. Again, go back to managing expectations of, I don't expect you to fix this for me, but you gotta know what I'm going through because it's gonna impact our relationship. Or I know I've seemed off, in our conversations, here's what I'm going through, right? Um, but the level of that I think is different based on how long you've been together, how well you trust one mm-hmm. another. Um, I will always advise not to just share everything you're going through in the first five minutes. That person has not earned your trust. They have not earned your vulnerability yet. What are we doing? Sometimes you get lucky and they're great for that. And sometimes you don't. So. If you're ever asking me my opinion, I'm gonna say, wait, okay? Uh, (laughs) um, I also think that there's, depending on what what you're going through and how it's going to, all of it is going to uh, impact your relationship with the other person, I think sometimes you dole it out, right? Like, I don't think I told you all my crazy on day one. I think I like, over time part of that's a comfort yeah. level you and, know and you know it's on me i didn't read all the fine print you didn't you did not yeah you did not. hey you didn't share all your crazy with me I on know. day one either and I some know, of I again know. some of that's a comfort <laughs> level some of that is i trust you with this information and i'm gonna test it okay now i can trust you with this information right um if you consider yourself like a chronic over sharer <laughs> <laughs> It is up to you if you want to do something about that. I am not one of those people. Uh, 
all podcast episodes uh existing contrary to <laughs> to to that i mean i can overshare with y'all because again we've established a pseudo relationship right uh and i still hold on to my boundaries but with individual people mm-hmm. That's, that's different. So if you consider yourself an oversharer, what I would say is, cause somebody's gonna ask me, do I say too much? Should I say less? Depends, depends. How are people responding to you? Do you like that? Are you getting the feedback and the, the responses that you need and like? Do you feel, do you have people in your life that you're safe to do that with? then do that with the people you're safe to do it with and give other people time to become those people. Um, I think it can be a little overwhelming on like the first date to like drink from the fire hose of somebody's trauma, stresses, burdens, overwhelms, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, You and I joke all the time. We have, the whole family does, but definitely you, me and the 13 year old, we have these faces where people just tell us shit. Like we're just yeah. out there existing, eating at the Waffle House and somebody's gonna tell us our whole life story. And when the three of us are all together, you amplify that power by three. Like it's just, yeah. And and I have heard shit from people that I was like, what about me? What, what connection do we have where you need to tell me some of the literal worst things I've ever heard about a person's, a total stranger's life within 30 seconds of meeting them? If you were that person, hey, if that's working for you in life, I'm, I don't understand it, but okay. Mm-hmm. But if you find that people you want to make a connection with are constantly kind of looking like they're being sprayed in the face with a fire hose, I think there's nothing wrong with maybe doling that information out a little bit more sure. slowly. <laughs> I think yeah, that's well. okay. Or waiting until you find your person who totally is like, give it to me all, I can mm-hmm. handle it, right? Like. I think there's something to be said about that too. True, true. true. So all those caveats, all those definitions, all those, this is what we mean by that. How about we talk about our experience? Okay. So we'll go back a week ago. The financial issues we've been living under are not new. Frankly, they started Mm -hmm. June 4th, 2021. And they really started around February because that's when I knew things were going wrong and going south. But I was like, no, my utter optimism can keep things going. (laughs) So we've been living under financial stress for a while now. And we've been sharing it pretty well. Yeah. Um, At a certain point, probably around last summer, I took over finances. Like you are still the decider. I still bring everything Mm -hmm. to you. But basically I was watching the money. I was paying the bills. I was finagling. I was robbing Peter to pay Paul because I have 25 years of experience with that and you have none. Uh, And I'm so (laughs) sorry that I had to be the one to provide that experience to you. (laughs) He did not sign up for that, Mm -mm. y'all. That was not the service you were looking for, I think. Um, And so that's just been our life the past year and a half or so. And when your mom got sick earlier this year and then, you know, through her hospice care and then her death and then everything, and we are still dealing with the estate. Yeah. Um, you could not be that tapped in, right? You had to, you had to let go of some stuff so you could go focus on other things. And I had right. to just pick up the ball and run with it. And that was fine. That's, that's kind of the contract we have with one another. Mm-hmm. That's about how much we care about one another, the relationship we right. have, the trust we have, all of that. That's just the nature of it. And we, we've we talked about many times, we play to each other's strengths and I could do it and it needed to be done, so I did it. Okay, fine. 
well, <laughs> in the summer, things just, they were better than last year, but they were still not good. And it, mm -hmm. finances were getting worse and worse. And then the site is breaking and then this is happening and medical bills and this and that. And I'm a walking bundle of stress. And I'm constantly looking at, here's where this money is, here's where that money is, here's this bill that has to get paid, here's this, here's this, here's this, And in the in the process, we've had conversations, I'm like, oh, by this time, 2022, we'll be fine. I was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. And I think I said that a lot. Don't worry, I got this. Don't worry, I got this. Kinda did, yeah. And, and I, I am notorious for that. I, I got it until I don't fucking got it no more. And we were kind of at a breaking point of a decision had and, to be made. And and there were certain things occurring that kind of led me to believe that, okay, maybe we are doing a little better. Right. But I also kind of gave you freedom and a pass on investigating more. Not because I was hiding anything. Not even because I was constantly going, we're fine, we're fine. Just, I, it was that people pleasing thing. It was service admission. It was all the things. It was a control thing. Mm -hmm. Anybody who is shocked that a submissive could have control issues has not met enough submissive people. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I was talking to you about what was going on, but I was never telling you how worried I was or how I was doing these calculations in my head of oh, the only way this is going to get better is if these like eight things all happen perfectly. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing that because what I was telling myself was you were first, it was your mom. Then the past month, it was, it was your back. It's like, you've got a lot going on. You're overwhelmed. And I think part of me was going, if I can just get him and help him make more shit, I can make more money and we'll be okay. And then we hit a moment where some decisions had to be made that I knew I couldn't make on my own. But I also knew that if, JB was not fully involved in the decision-making and understanding exactly where we were, where we were and what needed to happen and what should happen, what mm -hmm. could happen. Then he was gonna make a decision not based on all the information and not understand why I was so stressed about it. So the way I did this was I said, hey, <laughs> <laughs> when we get a chance, when you're kind of ready to have this conversation, we have got to talk money. We have got to talk brass tacks, reality, I am overwhelmed and stressed. I can't do this on my own anymore. And I thought, oh, it'll be a day or two. It'll be the weekend. No, mm -mm. 30 minutes later, we I hit a, a stopping point with what we were working on, covered in sawdust, y'all. <laughs> and I was like, let's go sit on the back porch and have a chat. And at 11.30 a.m. on a Tuesday or whatever, we did. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I couldn't just say, here's a situation with our money, help me. I had to talk about all the other things. I had to talk about hopes. I had to talk about, I had to admit where I had been wrong. And that was really hard. That would be when I started crying because I had mm. really thought that it would be different by October, 2022. Uh, and it is, it's just thing, life happens. Um, and so we're, we're talking about it. And then I had to do a thing, and this relates back to the people pleasing episode. I had to do the thing that I hated to do. And that was, you've let me do this. And I've let you let me do this. <laughs> and I can't do that anymore. I cannot do this alone. And I can't let you let me do this alone anymore. 
this affects both of us. It affects all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't see a different solution. Um, I told you what I didn't want the solution to be. That ended up being the solution. It is the right solution, but I didn't want that to be true. Yeah. Um, I needed you to make those decisions. I needed, in that in that instance, he couldn't fix the problem. I just needed to not be alone with the problem. Right. Because the being alone with the reality of it was very isolating because <laughs> <laughs> I was on edge walking around going, what do I do to get us out of this? And it was never a me problem. It was an us issue. It should never have been a, what do I have to do to get us out of this? It was, what are we going to do to get through Mm -hmm. this? And I had carried it way too long because, and this was the part that was hard. Okay. As a person who's used to just holding on to all the problems so that nobody is inconvenienced and nobody is upset. I had to watch you go through the stress and carry it and pick it up and walk around with it. And at one point, what I wanted to do was mm-hmm. shove all those words back in my mouth and go, don't worry about it, I got this. You don't have to worry about a damn thing. But it was unavoidable. And it was not sustainable because like I said last week, I could feel resentment building because it's not, what do you mean you wanna go do this thing and I know what the reality is? Or what do you mean you wanna talk about? Why can't we do this? Do you know what the number, like, and it, the resentment was building not because he didn't care and wasn't participating, but because I wasn't letting him care and participate. <laughs> I was holding on to all of this, like I was supposed to carry the boulder up the fucking mountain by myself, which in our kind of relationship should never occur. There is mm-hmm. at this point in our relationship with the life we have, there is nothing that we should com- carry fully on our own. There are things that one of us can't fix for the other. I cannot fix his bad back. I cannot make him feel better. I cannot, I can't just snap my fingers and it go away. But you know what? I can support him. I can work through ideas with him. I can listen to him just be pissed because it's mm-hmm. not fair that this kind of thing, like I can do that though. And because what happens is when you hold on to it and you don't share it from my perspective, resentment, and anger and bitterness and thinking the other person doesn't care. Well, if you don't let them in enough to care, no, they're gonna act like everything's hunky-dory normal. Right. Um, what What was the time you had to let, other than your back, or maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you've got more to say about your back. What was the time you had to let me in and, and unburden yourself with well, me? Well, mine goes back prior to my back. My back was just the icing on the cake of everything else that was going on. So for me, it really started um, probably around the beginning of August. Mm. Um, I was um, I was fatigued. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, um, I, I would go out and, and do my work and, and do my thing. And after just a few hours, I was exhausted. And at first, I was kind of putting, putting it down to the heat. Because uh, August in Florida, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a peach. Um, but then something else started happening. Um, in addition to the fatigue, um, best way to describe it 
there were moments when it felt like my chest was being squeezed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of concerned me. I think as it should. Yeah. As it should, yeah. Um, but even with that, I was like, I don't know if I can talk to her about this and, and put even more on her. And, you know, there there's so much. And, you know, between everything else that had been going on, sure. you know, for the past 18 months with me, you know, all of us really, you know, the motorcycle accident and, uh, you know, my, my mom, the finances and, and, and then at, at that point too, the motorcycle accident kind of came back around with a lawsuit brought on by the person who caused the accident. It's all been settled. Now, yeah, by all, the way. All, all been it's settled. All good. It's all good. Um, you know, and um, plus some other things that haven't really talked about that you know are just kind of and um, you know. So I was like, I can't add to this. I I can't. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just kept getting worse. The fatigue was getting worse. I, I was actually working shorter and shorter um, hours. And, you know, I was becoming grumpier. Oh, God, yeah. Production was slowing down at a yes. time when I was like, we need product. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I'm a little mercenary if you hadn't uh-huh. caught on yet. And, uh, you know... Yeah, things kind of started suffering because I was grumpy. I was even, you know, even uh, at one point with the podcast, I was kind of like, you know, are we done yet? Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah. It was. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and um, when I finally told you. Podcast listeners, you can't see the look on my face, but you know the yeah. look on my face. Um, it was um, it it was more. It was probably towards the end of August when I told you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know things had not improved for me. Shocking that a, a weird feeling in your chest doesn't just go away because you ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I I told her about it and. Um, immediately went in search of a doctor oh yeah he kind of gave me permission at that point once he finally said something to to be the fixer to do the things that i am good at that i can do for other people i can't always do for myself so am i handling doctor's appointments yes am i Mm -hmm. doing the research and you know offering options and solutions but here's the thing i want no, no 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 let's back up once you told me once you unburdened yourself Mm -hmm. you shared what was going on Obviously, nothing was fixed in that moment. But right. how did you feel in that moment? Um, <laughs> immediately, some of it started to alleviate. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we build shit up. And the more we don't talk about something, the bigger mm-hmm. it gets in our head. Now, sometimes it's right. it's big. It's as big as we have made it out to be in our heads. But sometimes mm-hmm. it isn't that big or the right. there are solutions or or options we have not considered yet right so yeah the next step was i said can can i can i do what i do and that's shorthand we know what we what i mean by that that is deal with the doctors do the Mm -hmm. research offer options what do you want to do basically he was like yes please but did did i just you know 
demurely and submissively do that? No, I did feel the need to share a piece of my mind. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. A few things. One, while you were kind of going downhill, and this is a reality for anybody who thinks you're hiding your stress or your burden from a partner, especially a long-term <laughs> one. Of course I noticed something was wrong. The thing that pissed me off is I would actually ask, is everything okay? Are you doing okay? And you might say, mm, I'm tired, or, mm, I don't feel good, but you would brush me off. Yeah. And I don't know if you can tell from my personality, I don't like to be brushed off, especially when I know something ain't <laughs> right. Look, look, all this childhood trauma has to benefit something <laughs> somewhere. And uh, the fact that I can read you like a book is the benefit. So let, like, don't, don't hide from me and don't play with me. I know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the details are, but I know. Um, and then I was, I was upset. I was I, hurt is maybe even too strong. I was not happy that you hid something important like that. Yeah. Because what, if you had dropped dead from a heart attack, I'd have told the whole world that I, nothing. It came out of nowhere. But also we have a deal. Either Thelma and Louise or Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, with the pull string. <laughs> if you want to know the context for that, you have to watch the first 30 minutes of the October live stream, <laughs> Friday night live stream. Anyway, <laughs> like, you're not just leaving me in this world. Uh-uh. Not when there are things we can do about it. Yeah. So, like, I, I had, I had to, I had to remind him that no, we don't, we don't do this. We yeah. don't hide this shit from one another. If I'm not allowed to hide my migraine or my, you know, something hurting or whatever from you, you don't get to yeah. hide it from me. And then, and this is not always true, but in this case, it was one of those times where. Once you had another person's perspective and you had a little bit of help, mm -hmm. the potential solutions and answers were not as burdensome as you thought. They were no. not as impossible as you thought, partly no. because you didn't have to do them by yourself. True. I mean, that, hey, power exchange uh, benefit here, because of the nature of the partnership between a dom and a sub, if one of you has the skills or the desire to take care of things on behalf of your partner as part of your role, because that's for you mm -hmm. what it means to be a dominant or a submissive, lean into that and, and with the permission of your partner, because you can sometimes get more shit done that way. It is not just because I love you and want you to live to be a hundred. It is because I am your service submissive and I will do things for you. You cannot always do for yourself and right. do them. It's easier than doing them for myself. So next thing I know, I've got him a new doctor and he's talking to that doctor and he's in for all these tests. And then right. at the, you were also at the same time, approximately your hearing was going more and more yeah. and that was frustrating. And I was the one going, well, we're going to do something about it. I didn't know what, I didn't yeah. know what the solutions were, what the, uh, but, I, well, but when you finally admitted yeah. it, then I mean, we could work that, through it. That was not something I was hiding. No, but I you mean, were not, you, yes and no, you well, weren't saying that it was getting worse and you weren't talking about how that made you feel. Yeah. And, and that was because I was going on an old assumption. Um, sure. I, I had lost some hearing, especially in my left ear many years ago. And at that time, the doctor I had gone to see told me that there was nothing they could do about it. Um, it was, yes, there was some hearing loss. He said it may return, it may not. He goes, but it is a type of hearing loss that there is nothing they could do anything for. 
And maybe at that time that was true, but yeah. everything I'd read in my research said that doctors have been getting that wrong for 20 years. Yeah. So, anyway. So, at any rate, um, you know, once I told her about it, um, then it um, snowballed into doctor visit after doctor visit, um, lots of different tests. Oh, yeah. You have um, another one on Friday. Have one more left on Friday. That's for his back, though. That's for my back. But the 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 thing from August, um, that snowballed into several doctor visits a week, um, test after test after test. Um, they looked at heart. They looked at lungs. They looked at gulls. Bladder. Bladder. Liver. They <laughs> they did it in, in a blood work that they checked and the thing everything. Is, is there was no immediate fix to the problem there was no there's no. still no immediate fix there were some answers right. there were some solutions given there's just a doctor you don't mind going to if you start to right. feel bad mm -hmm. and then of course it was kind of all interrupted as we were going through this long drawn out process by your back and so that's like right gone to the forefront and been the most important thing but you have more answers than you did. Yes. You. <laughs> well, basically the answers I got from all the tests are that I am healthy as a freaking horse. Yeah. You got a Pretty couple much. things you got to watch because right. you are in your 60s. But the, yeah. po the point of all of that is mm -hmm. had you never said something, you would probably feel, regardless of your back, like that was well, just yeah. another thing that happened. But. It, within the other parts, you would feel worse either because things might have gotten worse or because right. we all know how fucking powerful the mind is. The more yeah. you worry about it and the more you think, oh, my God, this this is it. This is it. This is what mm -hmm. takes me out. And you don't actually do anything about it. You don't talk about it. You don't seek out solutions. The worse you, yeah. your mind can make your body feel. And, and so, basically what it kind of comes down to is everything that had been going on over time, it was accumulated stress. Is anybody shocked by that? That his stress accumulated to the yeah. point that it made him feel miserable? And, I'm not. And anxiety, you know, combined with that. And it just kind of piled up on me. And you couldn't get to the point you're at right now where you're just dealing with your back. Right. <laughs> if you hadn't talked about it. And that's my right. whole point. Yeah. Nothing, you talking about it did not fix everything. And I think that if, no. if somebody who is not wanting to, and I've done this before, and I say this from my experience. There have been times when I haven't wanted to say anything because I'm like, well, nothing anybody does will fix it. There's no fix for this, so why bother? I think for me, that's an okay attitude to have with people who are not at that level in my life where they get to know those details. With the, your most intimate people in your life, the people you're the closest to who have earned that level of confidence, sometimes the talking about it is not about getting a is not about fixing it because some problems are are unfixable they're mm -hmm. it's a thing you have to live with and you have to learn how to live with it yeah. but i think that being reminded that you're not fully alone in it that somebody else can mm -hmm. offer comfort or solace or just a laugh or just learn enough about you to know that you you live with this thing whatever it may be and there will right. be times that you're having bad days and you're having good days. And on the bad days, just having somebody who understands to the extent that they're capable of can be a huge help, you yeah. know, to know that you kind of don't have to explain yourself again or that you can just like say a couple of words and they go, oh, I know what that means. Hey, do you need a heating pad? Do you need a pillow? Do you, do you want to just 
here's the TV mm-hmm. remote. Just watch Netflix until your eyes bleed. Like what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't fix it, but maybe I can provide comfort and understanding and you don't have to be isolated with the knowledge of whatever your thing is. Again, not everybody deserves that level of intimacy and connection. Mm-hmm. But when you find the people who do, you're not actually helping anybody when you don't talk about it. Because some of us, not all of us, some people are just, they just are oblivious and live in their own bubble and don't always pay attention yeah. to what's on the outside. But some of us are very attuned to our partners and I don't know what you think you're hiding. All I don't have is the details. I know something right. ain't right. And I know that when I don't know what's wrong, I can't modulate my behavior to not add to your stress. I can't offer solutions. I can't provide comfort. I can't be an ear. I can't be your Mm -hmm. partner. You're, You're sitting in your little stress bubble and have convinced yourself that you live in this bubble now and there's nothing on the outside of that stress bubble. And pardon all of these metaphors, similes, and all the other, Uh, words I can't think of. We gotta pop that bubble just a little bit and just talk about it. And here's what's funny. I lecture the fuck out of him for this kind of shit. (laughs) And I still do it myself. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I have gotten a lot better, minus last week's Mm -hmm. conversation, at letting you know what's going on with me. Yeah. Because, and I think part of that is from the submissive perspective, we've had these conversations. I have to let you know what's going on with me because I, if you have an expectation of what I can do as your submissive, when something out, out from internal or external mm-hmm. is gonna impede that, if I don't tell you, then you think I'm, I'm not doing my job and now I've gotten in trouble when actually I have a migraine or something, right? So I've had to learn those lessons for us to have a successful power exchange and to keep those lines of communication open. And it's meant that I unburden myself to you a lot. Yeah. And you do the Dom thing often of going, no, 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 she's got enough on her plate. I will just hold this over here. But what happens is what I take on my plate then is something's not right with him. Something's off. Look, can I cheer him up? Can I be goofy? What do I, what does he need? And I can't give you what you need because mm-hmm. you're not telling me anything. And now I'm more stressed about what's wrong with you because it's a nebulous unknown with no possible options or solutions. And so you've created another, a bigger burden right? because now I'm up at night going, what the fuck is wrong with him? And why mm-hmm. isn't he talking to me? Mm-hmm. In other people's relationships, it could be that it's not, uh oh, what's wrong with him and why isn't he letting me know? You might, because maybe you're not there yet, maybe your own past history has just done this to you. You go, oh my God, they're not talking to me. Are they unhappy with me? Have I done something wrong? And it has nothing to do with you and they think they're protecting you Mm -hmm. from something. Look, just, I know it depends on the level of your relationship, but if you're trying to build something that's a long-term, you know, uh, in-depth kind of relationship. Again, it doesn't have to be romantic or sexual. Platonic, this works for that too. If the not sharing of a thing is going to disrupt just your power exchange, on some level you gotta, you either gotta talk about it or you gotta be with a partner you can talk about it with. Like maybe do some introspection of why don't I feel like I can tell my partner this? Is Is it me and is it my bad tapes and is it the stuff I've gone through? Or, 
are they sending me signals that I can't trust them with this information? And that's, that is a legit thing. And you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. But if you're like, wait, they talk to me about the things on their mind and, and we do just fine and we're good everywhere else. That's a moment to reflect and go, I can tell them this. I'm just not. And why am I not telling them that? Mm-hmm. And then go back up to man, you know, expectation management. Are you worried that they can't handle it? Are you worried that they will try to fix a thing you don't want them to fix? You just want, like have those pregame the conversation. Yeah. Go back to that. I'm trying to think of burdens that I've shared that weren't last week's. Last <laughs> week was the biggest one because nothing, you, you had no solutions in the moment. You had a solution later as we talked about, but I did feel lighter. I felt less alone. Yeah. I, it was physically painful to hand you that that stress though. Cause I watched your shoulder slump and over the like 24, 48 hours afterwards, I watched your demeanor change. And all I could think was, oh my God, I did that. The reality is I didn't do that. Mm-mm. The situation did that. The situation, that. yeah. And looking yeah. back, I, is this helpful or not? I don't think telling you any sooner would have led us to the the decision we made. Right. Um, so I don't, it's one of those times where I could have said something sooner. I think the decision would have been made when the decision was made. Um, I kind of, I don't know if this is advice anybody should take, but I'll just tell you, <laughs> tell you my thought process right now. I'm kind of glad you, I only had to hand you that burden and you only had to carry that part of the burden for a couple of days because to watch you be stressed and mm-hmm. me not be able to fix it is very difficult for me. It yeah. is painful. It is a physical pain in my body. I should work that out with my therapist, but that's another day. Um, <laughs> so I should get a therapist first. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I the one thing I do know is when I do just share with you the thing I'm not sharing with you, I'm holding on to, I, f- yeah. I feel lighter. I feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes all I need you to do is go, God, that sucks. I, you know, I'm so sorry. Yeah. My my favorite ones to do are when I'm like righteously indignant and for you to get righteously indignant on my behalf, man, that feels good. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> yeah, tell me I was right and that person was a fucking asshole. Mm. Yes, I feel better now. <laughs> but those tend to be lower stakes things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, big, the, the higher stakes things, the big things, the things that affect quality of life or, you know, the direction you're on kind of like, if you're in a basically happy, healthy power exchange and things are basically good, right? And you you know that. And I think sometimes we know when it is and we know when it's really not. You're not really helping your partner by carrying your burdens alone. You know, especially if they're the type that kind of has picked up on something's not right. Like now you've left them in the dark and I, that's not good for communication either. No, it's not. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that I've kind of learned from this, you know, yes, you know, even if the other person cannot directly do anything about it, sharing it helped take some of the load off. Mm -hmm. Having someone to commiserate with. Um, The other thing I've kind of uh, seen with this, um, you know, through the through the past uh, year and a half, um, 
we're co- closing in on it being two years. Two years I wonder almost. how long it'll take us to admit that this yeah, has been going on yeah, for two years. I, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, going from from one thing to the next thing, and 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 the next, and the next, and the next, and and some things overlapping, um, in some ways. You know, um, I was so busy keeping up and being everything to everybody involved. Um, I did not take care of myself. Yeah, and that that's real easy to have happen. Um, I I neglected myself. Um, you know, I I wrote about it um, on FET. You know, and I talked about you know um, one of the biggest advice things that that people ask. You know, self care is important. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can't you know, take care of anybody it, else if you can't. It, if you're not taking care of yourself, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. I did not do that. No, same. Not neither of us did. What's weird is we were both taking care of everybody else and each other, like, or seeing ourselves as taking care of everybody yeah. else and not taking care of ourselves. Right. And we're both now kind of like yeah. run down and sort of broken, leaning uh, up against the wall. Yeah, you know, and um, which kind of led me to where I am with my back at this point, mm-hmm. you know, because of not taking care of myself. I haven't, I hadn't been eating right. Um, you know, I worked very hard to lose weight a few years ago and, and with all this stuff, I would just grab whatever there was to eat and it oh, all, yeah. we're emotional know, eaters from way back, yeah. both of us. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it kind of hit me. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I think, eventually everybody has to reckon with at some level Mm -hmm. as obviously it's different for everybody the longer you go without taking care of yourself at some just base level like whatever that looks like for you mentally physically i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. what you need but the longer you go without doing it and neglecting that you will hit a wall with that and it you will have to face whatever that outcome Mm -hmm. means and you know in your case in my case too, I can feel my body like just not functioning. I wreck. I'm I'm almost forty three. I'm not you know I'm not twenty anymore. I get it, but also I don't think I I don't think it's supposed to feel like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, but I also the, the reality is is the vast majority of us are doing the best we can in any given moment with what we have available to us, whether that's knowledge or resources Mm -hmm. or access to things. And you can't beat yourself up for either. I think all you can do is kind of like do the hindsight thing of, oh, I I know how I got here. Okay, so what could I possibly do differently in the future? What is available to me? What are my potential options? Um, And I know for us, it's (laughs) it's less emotional eating. I mean, I I consider myself lucky at this point. Um, you know, it was brought up in the for the podcast folks. It was brought up in the um, uh, live chat on on the YouTube that you know some of the things I was feeling um, should have not been ignored and you know addressed right away. Anything your um, chest feels that's out of place should never yeah, be ignored. Yeah. Well, to and and. You know, this this is not to make light of it or, or to say, you know, um, to a certain extent, chest pain has been something I have dealt with for a long time. Sure. Um, I have a bad disc between my shoulder blades. Okay. Been there for many, many years, and that's why I had to give up kayaking um, years ago. 
and the bulging disc between my shoulder blades translates into radial pain that comes around into my chest. So I, you know, that doesn't mean it so shouldn't be addressed. You're reassuring all of us out there that it's not that you think you're, you're not ignoring potential heart attack signs. Is that what you're trying to make sure we all know? Well, Please. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was lucky. Okay. Yeah, you were. So, you know, um, but the moral of the story is now that you've talked about it, we can right. work through it we together. We can work through it together. And, and hopefully going forward, you'll remember this moment. This is what I tell myself, too. Hopefully yeah. I'll remember this moment I'm in, and next time I'll say something a little bit sooner, or right. a lot sooner. Um, and again, I think that goes back to something I say in a lot of episodes. It's feeling safe to do that. You know, be yeah. If you care about a long-term happy healthy relationship that you want to go some whatever the distance is whether that's forever or that's you know a couple mm-hmm. of years whatever you're looking for if you want to have that kind of thing there's a lot you have to do there's lots and lots right. but one of those things is be a safe person for your partner to confide in it doesn't yeah. have to be their burdens it can be anything but if you are not a person that they feel comfortable saying the hard thing to that's a problem that's a th- like why why are are you not a person they can say the hard thing to sometimes it's a them thing and that's stuff they got to work through and sometimes it's because we're not giving off the vibe or the signal that we are safe to come talk to be mm-hmm. a person who's safe to talk to for the people that matter like earn that trust and respect and safety and yeah. intimacy and if you don't want to earn that fine but don't pretend you want it just to get into somebody's pants or you know have them tied up or whatever whatever like uh uh-uh but that that's kind of part of how you do that you got to be a person that that your partner's like yes i can talk to them now it is still on them to do their own hard work of being willing to talk Mm -hmm. but that's part of it and that's why i can be i am so open with you in a way that i am not open with another soul on this planet which i'm sure is probably exhausting for you (laughs) (laughs) sometimes but at the same time um you know i'm grateful for it well and i i hope it helps you go okay if she's gonna tell me every fucking thing she thinks as she thinks yeah i can come tell her a hard thing maybe next time uh don't wait for me to get mad at you and go i know something's fucking wrong will you please talk to me Sometimes you have to do that too, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. So. Uh, and, and no, Mrs. Bach, I, 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 I think that's the point I was trying to get at, that it shouldn't be ignored and that it, you know, it, it, it should be addressed. And what I did was not right. Yeah. Mr. Spock is lecturing uh, JB yeah. about, please don't ignore yeah, any, no. any funky thing happening anywhere near your right. chest. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just glad that it's uh, somebody with uh, the professional background who is doing it because I can be ignored because what the hell do I know? Uh, <laughs> I am the one who will absolutely drag a limp part of my body around for weeks before I'll say anything. So I yeah. don't, I don't have the credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so no. we have uh, beat this dead horse yeah. into a bush. No, mm-hmm. I'm conflating some yeah. idioms there, aren't I? You know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's not easy. With the right person, it's worth it. And yeah. if you want your, pers- your person to tell you what's going on with them, be the type of person worthy of being told those things. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, we'll do a bonus section. Yeah. 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 Okay. So are we good? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, keep, keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. Right? Yeah. Yes, baby girl. Can't talk to the crickets, please. I don't know. You were pretty snarky at the beginning of the podcast. I don't even remember what I said anymore at the beginning of the podcast. That that was an hour plus ago. That's all that information has left my brain. My mind's like a sieve. I I remember. (laughs) Of course you do. Oh, when I was going to unionize all the brats and sassy subs? Yeah. I should go back and and play the tape. It's it's not actual tape. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No. All right, go ahead. Thank you. I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh. I just, wow. I don't have, like, what? Folks, mark this on your <laughs> calendar. At 1.14 p.m. on October 26th, she had nothing to say. That, that's not actually true. I can always find something to say. <laughs> I cannot think of anything. I was like, yes, I'm going to talk about this in the bonus section. Mm. Uh, what's been going on with us? You have been keep going to appointments, and I keep being tired of driving. I can't wait for. Yeah. We went to our munch last night. We did, and we did. <laughs> apparently, uh, JB still should not is not fully recuperated enough to be driving regularly. <laughs> but apparently, me driving to the munch, a place I've never driven to, and I've only gone to a couple times, and so I don't feel comfortable with where we're going. I don't know the roads, and some of the roads are really narrow, and I'm a nervous driver. I'm not a bad driver. I'm just a little, little anxious. I was white-knuckling <laughs> to the road to the point that when we got there, he leans in and goes, okay, so look, do not, another one of these, do not argue with me. <laughs> I'm going to drive home, okay? And I was like, are you sure you can? At the same time, I was like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad I didn't want to drive home. <laughs> I'm already, uh, we have a, a marching thing to go to for the 17-year-old Thursday night. And getting there is no big deal, pulling mm-hmm. into the park. But that parking lot with jam-packed with all those damn band parents, of which I am one of those damn band parents, I hate pulling out of that parking lot at night. And I'm kind of hoping... <laughs> I don't know. He'll he'll do whatever he needs to do um, to have the leg work <laughs> so that maybe he can drive us home from that, too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you need, but let's see. If we can we can make it happen. Um, so, yeah, we went to our munch. Yeah, um, I was on edge. Not because of again, it has nothing to do with the people there. The people there are very nice. Um, it's a very lovely group of people. And mm-hmm. th- I'll say this, I went there on edge and left slightly less on edge because this felt like the first munch where people gave me space. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, the two people that we were sitting across from who we t- have sat with every every time I've ever been to this munch now, they turned around to talk to some new people who had shown up um, because the the hostess she had been like hey you have something in common and they're brand new will you go talk to them which i really appreciate about that mm-hmm. person because that i think that's a perfect way to, to help new people so they had turned around right. you had gone off gallivanting <laughs> and i was in the corner and i was talking to my mom my aunt and the 17 year old by text and i was just looking at my phone mm-hmm. and i had this like 
bubble of like just distance between me and everybody and people sort of I don't know if they just forgot I existed, I was okay with it, or if they saw it and went, oh, that's a person who seems to want to be by themselves. And I was left alone. And I, like that, that mm-hmm. was, cause then I didn't get overwhelmed. I actually like could kind of people watch and look around and like see who all was there. And I didn't feel the pressure yeah. to interact with people I don't really know. And yeah, so. Yeah, last month did not make it to the month. Cause of Ian. Um, because of Ian and all the things going on with me and you know then Ian brought on the the demise of my back and uh yeah so I I was really wanted to go and I'm thankful that you yeah I may there I may if you're able to drive next month I may ask to sit this one out and and I we had kind of had that conversation of yeah, I, I and mean, I every I, other month I, I kind of and I was or, going to actually give you the out by saying you know next you. month if you don't want to attend that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take a quiet night night at home yeah. with my children ignoring me as they do their thing in their room and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I was actually going to uh, give you that out for next month. So. Yeah. Cuz see it's really sweet. He wants me there, but y'all he does not need me there. <laughs> he, we finished our food. I was like the best grilled chicken sandwich I've ever had. This is not a restaurant that's like fabulous at all. <laughs> it's a truck stop. Uh, it's a truck stop, but see, I was raised on truck stops where that was the best meal in town at certain mm-hmm. parts of uh, your drive down the interstate, right? And this is not that. Um, <laughs> but this was, I don't know if I was just hungry or what. It was a good sandwich. Um, but we had all fin- and we'd had a good conversation because I knew the people sitting mm-hmm. directly across. I'd had enough interactions with them. I was comfortable. You get, everybody starts kind of scattering at a certain point. You get up to go vape outside and talk to somebody that you'd seen was going outside. Mm-hmm. And I knew you'd be a while because once the smokers slash vapors get together, that's a 20, 30 minute deal. <laughs> I, know, I know, I was raised by a smoker. I've been married to smoker. Like I know how this works. So I'm just glad yours is a vape and not cigarettes. Um, So I knew you weren't coming back anytime soon, mm-hmm. fine. Then I saw you coming back and I was like, oh, there's my daddy. And then he stopped at the very first table, which ended up not by me, but ended up getting dubbed the old man table. <laughs> and when somebody called it the old man table, I looked at him and went, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the old man table. Um, and you were having an amazing conversation. I don't know what about, I don't yeah. really care. Um, and here's how I know it was amazing. And I, we talked about this in the car on the way home. Uh, these hearing aids are a, I don't believe in a God, but a deity Sin. The universe has blessed us with these fucking hearing aids. Uh, I don't want to think about paying for them, but we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> because I've now been to a few munches with him as your hearing has deteriorated. Yeah. And there's, and if you yourself are a person who is either deaf or probably hard of hearing, I don't, I don't know if deaf people would have the same experience, but um, where there's the smile and nod, but there's not the comprehension of exactly what you heard. Like, you're just like, okay, I think I know what I heard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's this sort of distance that you were, I was watching you have between yourself and conversations because you couldn't hear and fully understand what the hell was being said. These damn hearing aids, and he had it on restaurant mode, which is a setting and blah, 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 that he controlled from his phone, which is so cool. This man's full cheesy grin was coming out in conversations. He was completely engaged in the conversations around him. He was leaning in, he was backing up, he was laughing. He was like, 
It, it was so, I was so happy for you. I mean, I know compersion with people, compersion with your, your medical devices. I don't know, but I was so happy for you. And it, it was clearly from outside looking in a different um, experience for you, yeah. a pleasant one. And yeah. it was, I mean, so he was at the old man table for forever. I was like, this man's never coming back. And we had already, we had her overheard <laughs> the server. Um, Cause there are dessert options on the menu. And somebody had said, I've had all those. Do is there anything that you have that's not on the menu? And she like rattled off like several things. And we both overheard carrot cake. I love carrot cake. <laughs> and um, we had both agreed we would split a piece of carrot cake. And I ended up catching her first and said, hey, can I go ahead and order that we're gonna to, to share? And unbeknownst to me, 10 minutes later, you had done the same thing. Yeah. But I figured, I didn't know that. So I'm like, he is so engaged in his conversation. When this cake comes, I have to go get him so he knows he's got dessert. It's <laughs> the only time that he was like really paying attention to not his conversations because she came by with the carrot cake. I don't know if she said something to you. She maybe? did say because and he just when I lined it straight back for me <laughs> when, I, when I was sitting there talking with the folks there at the she, old man table. She came by and I I grabbed her because this was a busy room and she was she was she was hopping and I have to say she handled everything really well from what i could see yeah she's really good so i i stopped her and i was like you know uh I'd like to get a piece of carrot cake you know, you know to split and she's like i know she already told me she goes it'll, it'll be coming out so i kind of was watching and that know. was the only way i got him back for the evening <laughs> he's like i have carrot cake i have both spoons you better come down here but no he just shouldn't be be lined right yeah. back and then my favorite was we it was kind of a quiet night. There were 40 plus people there, but everybody yeah. was kind of quiet. Normally that's a very chaotic, loud event. I was very grateful. It was not that way last mm -hmm. night. Um, and so people were kind of, they were mingling, but they weren't mingling quite as much. And so we were tired earlier than the end point of of the munch. And you yeah. went, I'm gonna go say my goodbyes, which I really appreciate it. Cause normally I'm dragged along for the goodbyes and I don't want to be mm -hmm. there for that. So I just got to sit in my little corner and, Goodbye. Those well, were not goodbyes. Those were, well, I haven't talked to you all night, so we're gonna sit here and have a 10, 15 minute conversation, which again was fine because I got mm -hmm. left out of it. Um, so fine with that. Um, but I watched you and there you were engaged in other conversations. And again, I saw your little face light up and I was like, I'm so happy for him. Also, when can we leave? I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm very, yeah. very tired. Um, but yeah, it ended up being a really, a really good night. It was, mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, I, I know sometimes, um, it overwhelms me a little bit, the amount of people, you know, there, um, you know, when, when we lived in the Tampa Bay area, the, the West Pasco Munch that we attended, um, you know, it was not as, as big. No, um, no, we, I remember the first time we, we were there for like 20 plus people and we were like, where the hell all these people come right, from? Right, right. And now it's like 40 plus and, is the standard and, and for this, this one. And this month draws from, from two, is kind of smack dab in the middle of two big communities mm -hmm. and it draws people from, mm -hmm. from both areas. So, you know, yeah, there's, there's like, yeah. 40 some people on you know most nights and and there's nothing wrong with that it, it is a it's a really good group of people we almost maxed out the room this week yeah like i think not every seat was full but the vast majority pretty close of them were, most yeah. most of them were you know and and it is a good group of people and 
you know, the the a, a, attendees change, mm-hmm. you know, at times. Um, there were a number of new people last night, which is always nice to see at any any function like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was a good time. I, I enjoy... You fucking love that shit. I, I love the munches. I, I love being, you know, around the people like that and... I've just become more hermit-like over the past few years. Like, I think part of it for me is that, especially lately, for for me, relax and fun and whatever Mm -hmm. is to sit still and be quiet sometimes. And I'm not getting enough of that. So it's like... That's if if I were picking what I would like to do, mm-hmm. I would like to sit quietly and relax somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would have a really good time with that. Well, you know, I I have to I I, I have to say this to everybody, and I hadn't told you this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was kind of eye opening because nobody had really ever asked me this before, or at least in a long time. Um, when I was at the physical therapist mm-hmm. the other day, that was the thing I meant to mention about the lunch. Go ahead. Um, you know, we were, it was kind of the introduction kind of thing. Right. And she was doing the, 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 um, can think what I'm going to call intake. it now, intake, the analysis or whatever. Sure. Um, in, in the conversation, she asked me, so what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> and, and, and I kind of, you drew a it, blank, didn't you? And, and it kind of hit me when she asked me that. And I, I gave her an off-the-cuff, honest answer. I said, you know what? I said, over the past few years, with everything going into lockdown and, and being the way it was, um, I kind of forgot how to have fun. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't think and you would have normally said what you normally would have said well, was bondage. I like yeah, bondage. Bondage right, is fun. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, know your audience. Um, but and, yeah, I agree. And it, and it kind of made me realize, you know, need to work on that a little bit i know i don't like i know what is fulfilling to me i know what feels good mm-hmm. i know what feels like to relax i don't get enough of it yeah. but i know what it is but yeah if you asked me what do you do for fun i would i would draw a complete blank like yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh life has been hard work for a while so i don't know i mean yeah. that is that is yeah we need to work on that mm-hmm. we need to work on that um something we did not mention which i feel i need to mention um, Tayshu asked in the live stream, when is the vending at the woodshed? November 19th. November 19th. Um, Which would have been a perfect time to mention it when we talked about the kinkery earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Um, no, November 19th, uh, which is a Saturday. Uh, it is open to the public. Uh, they, 18 and up. You just eight, have to be eight, legal. 18 and up uh, from 3 to 7. In the afternoon. In the afternoon, 3, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, there is no charge for people to go to the dungeon that day. Uh, they are free to come in and browse. There's going to be a number uh, of different vendors there selling all kinds of kinky and even non-kinky things. Um, so, yep, November 19th from 3 to 7. Yep, we are... At the Woodshed Orlando. We are both restocking the online site and building up stock to bring with us. Yep. Um, so we're working on that feverishly. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad you're starting to feel better. So I have to tell this story. I've already told <laughs> I've already told Tayshi this because we were chatting by email, but I yeah. have to tell everybody else this because this is not something I would normally do. 
And I've had conversations with several people who own either collars from Taishu's shop, elegantly owned. You should check them out yeah. on Etsy. Um, them, him, you know what I mean. Check out the shop. Um, or they have collars that are similar styles yeah. where random people in all kinds of situations will say things like, oh, I like your necklace. And if you call it a necklace and you don't call it a collar, I immediately go, go you can't possibly be kinky. Mm-hmm. That's not true, but that's what my brain does. Um, and most people just say, oh, I really like it and, and leave it at that. Or if a random person says, oh, where'd you get it? I go, oh, it was a gift for my husband. So I, not that I don't want to talk about what elegantly owned on Etsy, but because I don't know who I'm dealing with. Okay, so that's typical. We were at the munch last night, the server overseeing 40 plus people and she did it essentially on her own and was, she's fucking amazing. Um, she is not new to this group. She frequently for a while has been working with the group and mm-hmm. you cannot serve that many people food over the course of three hours and not understand that we're not like the other people at the uh, yeah. in the restaurant, right? <laughs> right? And she's pretty abrupt, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So she's, bringing us our carrot cake, something. I don't remember. And she she does not say, oh, I like your necklace and leave it at that. She goes, where'd you get that necklace from? And I don't know how to handle abrupt, direct questions with anything other than total honesty. And it was weird because my brain did the record skip of, I don't know if this person is kinky, but technically this moment right here is technically kind of a kink space. And in like a nanosecond, I had to decide what I was gonna say. And I went, fuck it. I went elegantly owned on Etsy. And I tried to Mm. enunciate for, cause this is, you know, big room with lots of people. And I was like, she'll either go look it up or she'll never ask one of us a question right. like that again. But she did walk around. And I was like, oh yeah. And there's all kinds of colors and you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, purple's my favorite color. And I really like that. And I was like, well, okay. um, at one, at one point, this goes back, I think September or maybe August when I was at the munch. And um, yeah, this, this was the same server who, asked for a a slapstick and i thought so which is why i was like okay it's probably safe i'm not gonna like scare the vanillas and uh i i gave her one she wanted it i was like thank you enjoy and um the following month there were a couple people who had ordered locally yeah uh, yeah yeah and and i brought their paddles their paddle to to the munch to give it to them and she saw it and she was like, oh, that's beautiful. You do nice work. <laughs> so she's kinky. She's kink adjacent. She's right, kink aware. Right. I don't know. But did I name drop Taishu Shop elegantly yeah. owned, if mm-hmm, anybody's wondering? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I did. But it was a weird moment because I was like, oh. she asked. I feel compelled to answer. Right. My brain just does that with a direct, abrupt, direct question like yeah. that. So. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's been interesting. It has been. been interesting. So I'm sure there are other things, but we've already spilled our guts on our private life enough in this episode. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I kind of feel like (laughs) I don't have anything else to say. The cats are good. The dog is good. Mm -hmm. The kids are good. Um, Like we said yeah. before, Lola has been loving the outdoor life with the uh, temperature change. And uh, Ella is currently loving Lola's massive dog cot. <laughs> She's up in the yeah. blankets and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Anything mm. else? I think that's it. I think that's plenty. I think that's yeah. more than enough. Uh, I feel like the chaos was back. Like last week, somehow we were like really like on on the ball and really like focused. And this week, mm. it's like, Wah! again, as usual. Yeah. So, yep. yay, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week mm-hmm. with, I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We uh, always do. We usually, yeah. Uh, and when I can't, I just use Instagram stories and ask questions. Anyway. Yep, yep. Um, okay, we're going to go. Uh, thanks, y'all, for mm-hmm. being here, especially to the bitter end. Uh, mm-hmm. We love y'all. And always, I think. Always happy to have all you folks Join us and come mm-hmm. along for the wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye, bye. Say goodbye. Bye. There we go. <laughs>